playing back there. <clears throat> Amen. Well, let's get into this. We're still talking about spiritual growth. And um, tonight I want to focus on, uh, well, the next couple of weeks I'm going to be taking care of the two big things. Now, let me go ahead and put this out there. Because of the delay in our trip today, I wasn't able to get anything out on version tonight. So we're going to have to go old school. We got the verses verses up on TV, but I know that we've got a lot of people. I use it myself, and so I'm having to kind of revert back a little bit, but um, wasn't able to get it out there today. But we're going to be talking about two very important, very necessary keys to spiritual growth. We've been spending quite some time looking at the different stages. We looked at the babyhood stage. We looked at the childhood stage. We looked at the teenage adolescent stage, and then we took a look at the uh, adult mature stage. And so you heard me talk about these things during those stages, but now we're going to kind of bring more emphasis to them. And the two things that we're going to begin to look at the next couple days are your diet and your exercise. Our diet and our exercise. Remember that we can look at our spiritual growth just as uh, it aligns with our natural growth. And we know that Nothing grows by accident. Nothing develops by accident. No area develops by accident. We're threefold being. We are a spirit. We possess a soul and we live in a body. And we can develop any of those three degrees of our lives, those three elements of our lives, to any greater or lesser degree. Um, and it's all based upon the amount of attention that you give to each one. You can tell someone that's been given a lot of attention to their uh, body, you know, athletes are the greatest examples because they use their bodies. That's what they make money off of. That's how they make a living is by getting their body to excel at a certain level. And so you can tell that there's been some attention given there. You can tell those that have given attention to their minds and uh, intellect and uh, gaining more knowledge and learning more things and they're well-studied, they're well-learned people. You, you can tell that. And then you can tell spiritually uh, those that have given attention to their spiritual development. Paul was able to tell based upon actions, based upon lifestyles, if you have given the proper amount of attention to your spiritual growth or not. And so uh, these things are evident. And the two things that they always went back to, that Paul and Peter and these different writers in the New Testament, when they were uh, speaking to people based upon spiritual growth, the two things they always went back to was what are you eating and what are you practicing? What are you eating and what are you applying? What are you taking in and what are you putting out? And so uh, these are the two things that we want to take a look at because as we know naturally, uh, just in our natural bodies, that there's a certain amount of development that can come based upon our diet and based upon our exercise. If you ask anybody, they say those are the two greatest things for growth and for development. And so we want to take a look at this tonight. First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 1. Peter says, As newborn babes desire pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. He says, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby, verse 3, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. He's identifying here that the word of God 
is your food? Tonight we're going to talk about diet. We're going to focus on our diet today. And Peter is identifying here that your diet spiritually, your spiritual food is the Word of God. If you are going to grow spiritually, the first concept you have to understand is you have to be in His Word. Now, and we'll, we'll you know, focus on this throughout the Focus on these different things, but when you think about your natural diet and how much you eat naturally and how often we eat naturally, uh, you know, we don't give that much attention to our spirits. Because how many of you ate today? Okay. <laughs> We've all eaten today. Some of us have probably eaten more than once today. I've eaten more, more than once today. Okay. But have we eaten the word of God today? We've we been in the word today. And so spiritually, we have, to, we, we have to give just as much attention spiritually that we do to our natural food and to our natural diet. I mean, we know, uh, just physically speaking, you can't go that long without eating, without bringing in some kind of nutrient into your body. It's what gives you energy. It's what brings and supplies your body with nutrients, and it's what keeps you alive. It's what keeps things functioning. If you don't get a certain part of uh, vitamins or uh, minerals or different parts, it'll break down. If you don't get enough calcium, your bones break down. If you don't get enough, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what it is, vitamin uh, E is for your skin, I think it is. Vitamin A is, is for your eyes. I mean, you've got to have the different parts. And, and, and isn't it awesome how God has supplied all that in the earth around us. And we talked about resources drying up. And the world is literally supplying what we live off of. Those things feed our body physically. But spiritually speaking. The word of God supplies those nutrients. And it gives us energy. And it gives us. Uh, it, it builds faith within us. To live this spiritual life that we're called to live. And so just very simple. The word of God is your spiritual Food. We know over in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, you know, we've been looking at this passage for a while. And Paul addresses the Corinthian church in verse 1. And uh, he says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you uh, as spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. He identifies what stage or what level uh, of, uh, of their spiritual walk they're, out, they're at. And then look at what he says. I fed you. I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal because you behave like mere men. Where there's envy, where there's strife, where there's division, are you not carnal, are you not behaving like mere men? What's he looking at? I have fed you. I have given you the proper diet, so we should be looking at a different level of growth, we should be able to uh, see a different level that you should be at spiritually based upon what we've been feeding you. So once again, he points to the diet and he identifies that your food is the word of God. One more for you, Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. And once again, we see one more passage. 
Let the word of God be confirmed with two or three witnesses. And verse 12 says, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So once again, the third confirmation we see that a writer is speaking to spiritual people and saying your level of development and your level of your spiritual walk uh, should uh, be developed and should grow based upon what you are eating, your diet. And so our diet is very important. And so I want to break down the role that the Word of God plays in our spiritual walk and how uh, we can understand the levels that we're at and understand how we can receive the Word on that level. Because notice that both of these writers in Hebrews and in 1 Corinthians identified, I can't give you more because you haven't done this. We talked about that last week with mature believers. You know, we always want to grow closer to God. We want to walk closer with God. We want to be tighter with God. We want to know Him more. But yet, we haven't done what was necessary in this level to get to this level. You know, in baseball, there are levels before you get to major, the, the major leagues. They call it the show, the big show. And you have double A, and you have triple A, and you have all these leagues that you have to go through. And if you haven't done what's necessary in double A, you're not getting to triple A. And if you haven't done what's necessary in triple A, you're not making it to the pros. It's that simple. There's levels you have to go through. And so in our spiritual walk... We have to understand that there are levels that we have to be at. Both of these writers identified, I want to give you more, and I ought to be able to give you more, and you should be able to give other people stuff, but I can't based upon this. And so we need to understand how to move and progress in these different levels as we grow in God. And so our diet is the key. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, I'll just let... Uh, Brent throw it up on the screen real quick Matthew chapter 4 this is Jesus speaking he says but he answered and said it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God what's he identifying you have a natural side that takes of one type of intake but you have a spiritual side that has a whole nother type of intake and you cannot live just based upon what you do naturally There has to be a spiritual intake. There has to be a spiritual diet. And what is that? Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Well, what is this? This is the word of God. So this is our daily food. And just as we give attention to our natural bodies and develop, and you know that, 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 and we've talked about it, when people are training and when people are developing their bodies for a specific thing, they go on specific diets. There's certain things they have to eat, and then there's certain things they can't eat. And so there's that we're at the same level. Based upon where we're at, there's certain things that we can't have yet. There's certain things that we shouldn't just stay on. And then there's certain things that we need to just stay in for a little while. Okay? So the Word of God is our spiritual food. Now, they identify the Word in two different ways. We've seen it three different times now. The first was milk, the milk of the word. And what is the milk of the word? The word 
uh, being milk is your foundation. Milk refers to your foundation. It refers to the fundamentals. Um, If you think about a child, uh, they know what something does, but they might not know how it performs that thing. They might know that the sun gives light and heats the earth, but they might not know exactly how. What do they have to do? They have to grow in that, and they have to be taught in those things. See, as as spiritual believers, we might know what the cross did for us, but we we might not fully understand how mercy and grace works. We know what the prayer of salvation did for us, but we might not fully understand how faith operates. And so the fundamental, the, the foundation is those basic principles that you can explain to a child and they'll understand what it does, but they, to learn how it works, we have to go a little deeper. That's why you can get saved just by hearing the gospel preached to you. But you first have to hear the gospel preached. You first have to be presented with that and then you can build faith in that But we're never meant just to stay at, well, I have faith that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and rose again so I can have eternal life and go be with him in heaven. We need to learn about how to walk in love with people. We need to learn how to apply the fruit of the Spirit. We need to learn uh, how to uh, look like Jesus in the earth. We need to learn how to walk by faith daily. The same faith that got us in the kingdom is the same faith that drives us through the kingdom. Okay? So... The, your, your milk of the word is your fundamentals. It is your foundational principles. And we know what those foundations look like. The, the cross, um, Jesus, uh, prayer. You know, you might know uh, what these things are, but we've got to go deeper and learn how they work. A child may know what a flashlight does. Oh, yeah, you just hit this little switch and it gives off light. But they might not know all the integral pieces and how the battery, the, the battery uh, connects to this thing and then it, the wires go through and, and how the light goes off and then knowing how light works in and of itself and how it has to reflect off to something or how fast does light travel. A child may not know those things, but they know the basic fundamental element. If I hit this switch, the light will come on. Okay? Uh, milk of the word or the foundations, or the fundamentals, they form beliefs in you. And you're going to see tonight, there's two things that the Word of God will always do. Every time you hear the Word, every time the Word is preached, every time you read it, it's going to do one of two things in your life. The first thing is the Word can form a belief in you. What is that? Something I never heard before. I mean, for all of us, you know how they say, there's a first for everything. Everything in the Word, there was a first time you ever heard that. There was a first time you ever heard that. There was a first time I ever heard about Jesus. There was a first time I ever heard about heaven. There's a first time that I learned about God. There's a first time I learned about creation and how He created the world. Right? Those are just basic, fundamental, uh, elementary principles, as the writer of Hebrews uh, spoke of. The elementary principles. Okay? So those are your fundamentals. Those are your foundations. Uh, Mark chapter 6, verse 5. We see an interesting moment here with Jesus. 
And, uh, you know, everywhere Jesus went, he was able to minister. People received him. People loved him. They, uh, there were many times when the scripture says, and he healed all kinds of sickness and disease, all manners. And he cast out all devils. I mean, he was just, you know, going crazy. But here he had this moment when he came to Nazareth where they doubted him. They knew who he was before he became a minister. And so familiarity set in and says, oh, we know that guy. What's he doing talking like that? Can he really do these miracles they speak of? And so doubt set in, and it says in verse 5, Now he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. A major contrast to the rest of Jesus' ministry. But watch what Jesus does here in verse 6. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about their villages in a circuit, teaching. What's he doing? He is establishing a foundation. He is teaching elementary fundamental principles. So why? They can receive what God has for them. Baby Christians sometimes get stumped and sometimes have a hard time receiving from God because they just need faith built in that area. They just need the word to be developed in that area. John chapter 20 Verse 31 tells us exactly why we have the word. John chapter 20 and verse 31 uh, states here, But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. The word of God, our spiritual food, is there so we can believe that God can do a certain thing. That's why we have this word. And the more and more you feed on it, the more and more you will find yourself believing that God will do things in your life that maybe you didn't think he could do. The more and more you get in it, the deeper you go in it, the more and more you study it, you'll find out, wow, God really wants me to be healed. God really wants me to be financially prosperous. God really wants me to walk in his favor in my life. God really wants... Uh, his love to be shred, shed abroad in my heart so I don't have to be angry and mad with everybody. God really wants that for me. You'll find that out because those elements, those elementary principles will be established. That foundation will be laid and then you'll be able to build on that. And so the word of God, our spiritual food is given to us so that we can believe. But look at the pattern that uh, Paul gives us in Romans. Romans chapter 10 and verse 13. Verse 13. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. What a great verse. If you call on the Lord, you will be saved. But here's the problem. You have to know to call. The responsibility is on you. So verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? So what's he stating? You have to be, you have to be confronted with the word and you have to have that, that foundation laid before you can believe in it. I found a lot of times that people just simply don't believe in healing because they weren't taught that Jesus still heals today. There was no foundation laid. There was no elementary principle taught. 
the, the people that um, I, I see having a hard time uh, in finances and believing God that God wants to take care of them financially, they were either taught or didn't know that God has provided for you financially. He's your source, not your job. He's your provider, not your paycheck. And so if you trust in him, he wants to take care of you. I mean, my, my mom, you know, when, when, when she got saved, she tells me all the time of uh, when she got saved and she first started going to church. And she didn't, she didn't know a thing about tithing. She didn't know what that word meant. She never heard of it. And she said that the moment she heard a pastor preach on tithing, she says she's, she hasn't quit tithing since that day. She said, there's no reason why I wouldn't. But I just needed to know about it. What does she need? She needed the milk of the word to form the belief within her that if you tithe, God will take care of you. But she never heard it. Hosea chapter 5 verse 6 says uh, that we are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. She was being destroyed in her finances because she had ignorance based upon tithing and giving to God. And sowing into the kingdom of God. But once she found that out, once she had that belief formed within her, and then she was able to strengthen or build upon that belief, she walks in it. She applies it, and she sees the fruit of that in her life today. And she has for years now. But she needed the initial hearing. How shall they call on him whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear Without a preacher. And then we go on down to verse 17 in Romans 10 there. And Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the milk of the word will develop a faith in your life in that area where you're hearing the word. We had faith developed with the initial, you need a savior. And God has provided a way for you to come back and be restored into his kingdom. And that developed and built faith. Why? Because you heard it. So the milk of the word is that, those, that elementary foundational principle of his word. Again, it's the what. It might not be the how. I might not understand how tithing works, but I know what it does in my life if I give myself to be a tither. And then we can learn how can I go deeper in that. How can I understand how it works? Okay? So you could say that the milk of the word, being the foundation, being the fundamental, it is the what. But they didn't stop there. They mentioned the second type of food that the word of God is, and that is solid food. Now look, infants can only take the milk of the word. And so we have to be careful trying to go deeper into something that we haven't laid a foundation first. I can't tell someone, I can't explain to someone what tithing will do if, or, or, or how tithing works if I haven't first explained to them what it does. We've got to get the what taken care of before we can start talking about how. I got to tell you what the sun is before I start telling you how it works and how big it is and what it's made of and how far away it is. Because the whole time I'm saying those things, you're going to be thinking, what's a sun? <laughs> oh, it's that big yellow orange ball up in the sky. Oh, that thing. 
okay, now we can go a little deeper. And so we have to be careful with that. We can't put steak or solid food down a baby's mouth. We have to grow into that. But as we grow, we should not just remain on milk. Should not find ourselves just remaining on the elementary principles. Just remaining on the foundation that was laid. At some point in time, and again, there's no given time frame for spiritual growth. We know that with Paul, with the Corinthian church, uh, there was about a four to seven year time period there that he expected a change to take place within this church that he had planted. We know there was a four to seven year time period from the time he planted the church, left, and then came back, that he was expecting to see something different, expecting to see some kind of different results, and saw baby carnalness, carnality going on. And so there is a time frame where it should be identified, hey, we've been hearing this for this amount of time, you've been taught this, you've been living in this, you've been hearing this in church, you've been reading this in the Word, now something should be different. Now something should look different. But again, there's no given time frame. In 30 days, you'll be this far along. It's just like in natural. There, some babies are potty trained before they turn uh, a year and a half, and some, you know, they're in their twos and still working on it. And some even a little further along. Some might have a great dialect within, you know, eight to ten months, and some of them are still trying to work on some words at two years old. It's all different for everybody. There's no specific time frame, but there is a ballpark saying, okay, by this time, I mean, at five years old, we shouldn't still be in pampers. Five years old, we, sh- we ought to know what a potty is and should be able to go sit on that and know when we have the urge to go to the bathroom and be able to take care of that by, by, by the time. And so we can do the same thing spiritually. That's what Paul was doing. Hey, wait a minute. Diapers are for this age, but you're much further along than this. You should be able to start eating some, you know, potatoes and, uh, you know, start being able to chew some stuff, but you're still on the bottle. You're, you're still drinking milk. And so he identifies based upon their lifestyle, based upon their practices, based upon their actions, you are still acting like babies even though we should be this far along. Okay? And so we could do the same thing spiritually. But the second Uh, function of the word that they identify is the solid food. The solid food is what strengthens beliefs. So we saw that milk forms beliefs. Now we see that the solid food of the word strengthens those beliefs that are already within you. So every time you hear the word of God, you you are either having a brand new belief formed within you, or you should be having those beliefs that you do have based upon the word strengthened. Now, I'll tell you right now, I I have new beliefs formed within me all the time because I'm teachable and because I can always learn something new from the word. But the majority of my growth today and the majority of my development today is strengthening what's already in me. Today, uh, I am 30 years old. I turned 30 on Monday, big 3-0. And so uh, uh, today, I'm not forming a whole lot of stuff like I was when I was a little kid. 
Camden's still forming some things. He's still growing his muscles. His skeletal structure is still growing. But now today, I'm trying to strengthen what I already have. Why? Because I'm at a more mature state than Camden. And I'm not trying to form new muscles. I have them. Now I need to just grow them, strengthen them so they perform the functions that I need them to perform. Well, it's the same thing spiritually. And, 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 and the problem we, we, the mistake we make as believers sometimes is we get everything formed. Oh, yeah, I believe that. Oh, yeah, I've heard that before. But then we don't want to strengthen anything. Well, that's great you have muscles, but what are you doing with them? That's great that you have a skeletal structure, but what are you doing with it? And are you strengthening it? Because if you don't take care of your bones, they'll decay on you. If you don't take care of your muscles, your joints and ligaments will mess up on you. If you don't take care of your heart, see, I'm not forming a new heart today. I'm trying to get my heart. I'm just really trying to grow a new heart. No, I'm just trying to strengthen my heart and take care of my heart so it lasts as long as I need it to so I can perform the duties and functions that I need to in this earth. So spiritually, I'm not trying to uh, form a new belief about Jesus. You've got uh, you to be able to differentiate between forming and strengthening. See, Peter even talked about those that all they want to do is hear something new, and he, he said that they had itching ears. What are they trying to do? I just want to, I want, a new, I want to form a new belief. Well, maybe we don't need to form any more new beliefs right now. Maybe we just need to strengthen what we already have. You see what I'm saying? That itchiness to always have something new will eventually get you off course and get you off of the word. That itching ear mentality says, I don't want to hear that anymore. I don't want to hear about the cross anymore. I don't want to hear about faith anymore. I don't want to hear about the whole, give me something new. And God is saying, you've got what I have formed in you. That's what you've got. Now you need to strengthen that. And see, those mature believers... Instead of strengthening what they already have, they couldn't believe God to be healed. They couldn't believe God for their finances to be taken care of. They couldn't believe God for those things. They, they couldn't believe God for a new job or, or, or for favor to work in their life. Because they're always working on a new thing instead of strengthening. Oh, oh yeah, I know that God will take care of me financially. I know, I know that. Well, then use it. But their muscles aren't developed because they haven't strengthened them. They're just trying to form something new all the time. And so that's a danger. As we grow and as we mature, we've got to understand when we are forming a belief and when we are strengthening a belief. You've got to be able to differentiate between those things. And then here's the other thing about strengthening. The strengthening will never deviate from the foundation. The strengthening will never deviate from the foundation. Here's what I mean by that. Over in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul said, what other foundation are we going to uh, build on except for that foundation that was laid by Jesus Christ? And when you strengthen a belief, it should never deviate from what you already know. It shouldn't change the foundation. Otherwise, 
you're getting rid of the foundation and you're trying to lay a whole new foundation. See, about four years ago now, in 2009, I heard a message on the kingdom of God. And there were some people that had a hard time with that. They were the traditional people. They were the Pharisees and the Sadducees that they didn't want to hear something new. We just want to believe in the cross. We just want to believe in faith. We just want to believe the Holy Spirit. And then they didn't want to receive the message of the kingdom just like the Pharisees and Sadducees didn't want to receive the message of the kingdom. But here's the question I had to ask. The message of the kingdom isn't causing me to deviate from anything I've already known. Hearing the kingdom message doesn't go against Jesus died on the cross for my sins and bore his pain and bore my shame for my salvation. Didn't deviate from the fact that I need the Holy Spirit in my life to come and dwell in me and fill me with power and do me with power so I can be a witness and I can be a proper example for the kingdom of God. It didn't deviate from that. It strengthened it. The kingdom message strengthened the message of the cross for me. The message of the kingdom strengthened the the ministry of the Holy Spirit in my life for me. It strengthened it. It didn't deviate. I'm not rejecting the cross now. But see, there are messages out there today that literally cause you to have to walk away from everything you knew and go go completely in an opposite direction. There's a message out there called the... uh, Doctrine of, it's a big word, inclusion. Doctrine of inclusion. Not as big as I thought, I guess. (laughs) Not that big. Doctrine of inclusion. And the doctrine of inclusion is uh, you do not, uh, Jesus died for everybody in the entire world and everyone is automatically going to heaven. There's nothing you have to do about it. That would cause me to have to deviate from beliefs that have already been formed within me by the word of God. Biblical principles. I would have to walk away from what the word says about you have to receive the Lord Jesus. You have to call on him as your Lord. You have to confess him as your Lord and Savior. I'd have to walk away from those scriptures. I have to deviate from that belief system that I know is founded on the word of God. So, when something is strengthening a belief in you, it's not going to cause you to strip away your foundation. It's going to be able to build right on top of the foundation. The structures that are up today, they are laying on top of a foundation. The first thing that was ever put in this location was a massive slab of concrete. Then they could put the structure up and strengthen it on top of that. But without this foundation here, imagine if all this was just sitting on dirt right now. Well, the building would shift as your foundation shifts. We saw that last week, that if you build on the sand, if you build on the beach, even though you might have beachfront property, when the tests and the trials come, whatever the sand does, your building is going to do. And that's when you can know. If what I'm building shifts with my foundation, then I need a new foundation. If what I've been strengthening my beliefs in shifts 
from one to the next, then I need a new foundation. Because your foundation should be able to stay solid. I know that the milk of the word, the foundational fundamental principles that have been laid in my life, they're not going anywhere. I don't care what anybody says. If it doesn't agree with the foundation, but man, if I hear something and it strengthens and I can build on top of the foundation that was already laid, then man, that excites me. Because now I'm strengthening what's already in me. I'm strengthening on top of that foundation what is already there. I'm fortifying it. And that's what we need to be doing. Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1 in verse 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Here's a question. How many of you ate a meal once? At some time in your life, you ate something to eat. You had something to eat. How many of you quit there? No. It's an ongoing thing. And so God is telling Joshua here, in my word, your spiritual food, you have to continue in that. Oh, I read through the Bible one time. Oh, I, I went to the church. I, I heard, I, I listened to the preacher today. No, he's identifying that there's an ongoing staying in the word that has to take place. It can't, we can't just get it one time and think we, we got it all fixed. There's a continual process that you may observe to do. Doing is exercise according to all that is written in it. See, look, if you don't get the proper nutrients and energy, you won't be able to do. I used to get up, uh, I used to have a routine when I was working two jobs, I would go work out at 5 o'clock in the morning, but I found out that that's just not working for me. Because my thing is, I can't eat when I first get up. I need like a good hour. I'm not one of those that I can eat, there's my bowl of cereal, and I can't do that. I mean, it, if you make me food, and I'm just now getting up, you just wasted it. I mean, I, I'm, not, it doesn't, I'm not even hungry at all, but in about 30 minutes to an hour, I'm going to be pretty hungry. So I found out if I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning to go work out and I'm not even hungry, my workout's going to be garbage because I haven't gotten the energy and the nutrients to go do. And I found myself 15, 20 minutes in my workout being like, man, I just, I have no energy at all. And then, you know, someone was like, well, just eat a granola bar. Or just eat, you know, something small. That's all you need. And that worked for a little while, but I was like, man, why don't I just wait till the afternoon where I've had, you know, a couple full meals and I've got plenty of it and, and that's worked for me. That's, that's just, and there are some guys that they can do that and great, great for them. But he's identifying here, if you're going to have the energy to observe and do my word, you're going to have to eat and spend time in my word. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. So before we start talking about the exercise of the word, we've got to identify the diet of the word, being in the word. How often do we eat? Well, how often do you naturally eat? I mean, I know, I know people, I've heard people before say whenever they eat, they, they open their Bible and 
they're eating spiritually and eating naturally. You know, that's good. I'm not saying you have to eat three times a day. The, the attention factor is what needs to be given to it. The attention factor is, are you staying in it? Because if you're going days without it, you're going to find yourself, when it comes time to do the word and apply the word, you're going to be weak. There's not going to be any energy. There's no nutrients supplying it. And you're going to be at a loss. You won't have a foundation laid. But man, when you can lay the foundation, man, when you can get that belief system within you, because remember, the word of God is given so that we can believe, when you strengthen that and when you form those belief systems within you, when it comes time to exercise, practice, and do the word, you'll have all the energy, you'll have all the nutrients, you have all the vitamins, you have all the minerals, you'll have everything that is necessary to now go and do. Because that's what food is all about. Sure, it tastes good, and, and sure, we like to eat, and it, it satisfies, but most importantly, the food that we eat naturally is so we can go do life. You've got to be able to exercise. You've got to be able to apply it, and that only comes by being in the Word, feeding in the Word, feeding on the Word. It is our daily bread. Amen? Well, Father, we thank you for the word tonight. I thank you that we are going to give focus to the diet, give attention to the spiritual food that you have given us. Father, we thank you for your word, and we love your word, and we give attention to your word. There is nothing more important in our life than your word. You said that your word is our daily bread. You said that we should love your word above even our natural food, Father. And so I thank you for your word, that you gave us your word. 